Everlasting arms. I forgot my mic in the back, so. <laughs> it's good to be in the house of the Lord tonight. How many's glad you're back? Amen. Amen. And Brother David's going to preach for us tonight, and uh, we look forward to hearing what God has through him. And uh, we have no announcements. That's very seldom that we, we do have a breakfast coming up on the 12th of next month. So is that the, this, that's next month, right? March. The twelfth. So, don't forget that. Write it down, and uh, we will have a break breakfast before our Sunday school. So, make sure you're here for that. Well, let's go to the Lord in prayer and thank Him for this opportunity to be in His house. We want to welcome all of those that are watching us tonight, and uh, thank you for being part of our service. And uh, we're going to go to the Lord in prayer and take up our offering tonight. This is for you that are online. Thank you for giving. And then you tonight, as you leave, you can put yours in the box as you go out. Well, let's thank the Lord. Father, we love you. We lift you up. We magnify you. We thank you for uh, our service this morning. We pray tonight, Father, that you'll bless us once again with your presence. I pray for um, all that will be done here tonight to glorify your name. 
and worship you and lift you up. Father, you're worthy. You're worthy of our praise. Father, I pray for those that will give tonight. I pray you bless them. I pray for those that want to give, that don't have it to give. I pray you will make it possible for them to be able to give back to you. In your precious, sweet name we pray. Amen. Get out that fast song again. Everybody loves the Lord like I do. <laughs> Lord, I 
Day Star. Day Star. Share and show me how to 
Thank you, Sister Judy. Beautiful song. What you got there? Beautiful. Day stars shine down upon me. Now, did you all hear the line? And I may not be saying it exactly right, but said something about if you if you will lead me, I will follow wherever the door opens, or something to that effect. I wonder if we really mean that. Or do we just say, amen, yes, that's right, and, you know, just to feel good? Do we really mean it from our heart? There was a man by the name of Nehemiah, a man after God's own heart. And if you will turn to that book, we will try to preach a little bit tonight by the help of the Holy Spirit. <clears throat> Nehemiah, go to chapter 1, if you will. I want you to see some things there, and then I want to go over to chapter 6, Nehemiah. If you're there, say amen. If you're not there, say oh me. First Samuel, Second Samuel, First Kings, Second Kings, First Chronicles, Second Chronicles, Ezra, Nehemiah. Nehemiah was just like one of us. Now Ezra, Ezra was a, a man who came back to Jerusalem to rebuild the temple a few years prior to Nehemiah. We're not sure of how many. Some say 10, some say 15, thereabout. But Ezra was a priest, and Brother Nehemiah was just, uh, he might have been at best a nobleman. Nehemiah was a cupbearer in the king's court. That is the king of Persia. You have to understand that the 70 years of captivity is over with. And some of the Jews went back to Jerusalem, Judah, and others, but others stayed in Babylon or Persia, probably to try to make a living or whatever they did, I don't know. But Nehemiah was one of those men. It doesn't mean that Nehemiah didn't love his home country. 
Nehemiah loved his home country very much. Go to chapter 1, if you will. I, want, I just want to show you what is happening here because I'd like to be able to preach the entire book, at least through chapter 6, but we can't do that. But if you'll go to chapter 1, go down to, um, well, let's just see here. Uh, yeah, go to verse 2. And Hananiah, one of my brethren, came, he and certain men of Judah, and I asked them concerning the Jews that had escaped or gone back to Jerusalem, which were left of the captivity and concerning Jerusalem. And they said unto me, the remnant that are left of the captivity there in the province are in great affliction and reproach. Now you have to understand, these men are talking about Nehemiah's hometown boys, so to speak. Friends, Jewish friends. And it says they are in great affliction and reproach. The wall, I'm in the middle of verse 3, the wall of Jerusalem also is broken down, and the gates thereof are burned with fire. What a picture that would be. Just imagine if we were taken captive by another country, and you heard of Johnson City and, and heard things like that, then certainly your heart would pour out for people here. And so it did with Nehemiah, verse 4. And it came to pass, when I heard these words, that I sat down and wept. And I mourned, and I fasted, and I prayed. Now this is what I want you to see. Before the God of heaven, and said, I beseech thee, O Lord God of heaven, the great and terrible God, that keepeth covenant and mercy for them that love him and observe his commandments. Nehemiah prays to God. For Jerusalem. Now go over to verse or chapter six, if you will, which is where we will remain tonight. Chapter six. Go to verse one, if you will. Now it came to pass when Sanballat and Tobiah. Now, Sanballat and Tobiah are enemies of Nehemiah. They are enemies of Jerusalem, but they had a position in and around Jerusalem. They were, so to speak, they weren't Jews, they were, uh, but they were in a governor's type position. But they were enemies of Nehemiah. You have to understand what, what is happening here in, the, in, in this uh, particular book, uh, the, the first three or four chapters, because it talks about the opposition that Samballat and Tobiah uh, put up to Nehemiah in rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. So the Bible tells us in verse 1 that Samballat and Tobiah and Geshem, the Arabian, and the rest of our enemies heard that I had built the wall and that there was no breach left therein. Though at that time I had not set up the doors upon the gates. If you read this in the first three or four chapters, five chapters, you see that the, the wall has already been almost finished, but he needed to put the gates up. That's where it is. 
So, he says, uh, and, and uh, that Sambala and Gishon sent unto me, saying, Come, let us meet together in some one of the villages in the plain of Ono. Now, that's important there. Ono. So, listen to what Nehemiah says. But they thought to do him me mischief. And I sent messengers unto them, saying, I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. Why should the work cease while I leave it and come down to you? I wish we had time to give you all of Nehemiah. Bill, I'm going to give you a, a paraphrasing of it all. He came to build the wall. It talks about him putting up the gates. It talks about him putting so many people for this section of the gate, so many people for this section of the gate. There could have been thousands of men and women working on rebuilding the wall because the wall was some like two and a half miles around the, the city of Jerusalem. And, 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 uh, and so, but they, they finished it in 52 days. So they had to have at least Several hundred or thousands of people building this wall. They would build one section, and, and then the, they had these other people building this particular gate, the sheep gate. They had this people building between the fountain gate and on down the valley gate and, and the other gates and right on until when they got to the other side, they automatically met. Now, wasn't Nehemiah a sharp dude? But they, they filled it up and they had finished it and, and all they had lacked to, to be finished with the wall was putting the gates up and Sambalat and the enemies of Nehemiah wanted him to come down to talk to them. The Bible tells us that they, they, uh, they wanted to do mischief against him. He says, I can't come down from the wall because it is a great work. Here it is. Satan would have you to come down off the wall of service to the Lord Jesus Christ. He tries everything, everything that he can do to, to bring you down. And there are, some, there are some great and wonderful things that we abandon if we come down from the wall of service to our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ. You say, what are you talking about? We are building a wall of the kingdom, the kingdom of God. We are building by adding to, by witnessing and adding to the kingdom of God Almighty. We are doing a great work if we are witnessing. It goes much further than what we do for the church. Granted, Sunday school teachers and, and, and pastors and all that is certainly important. But the, the eternal kingdom of God is what we need to be, have our eyes and our minds on because that is what we are working to build for the glory of God and for the glory of, of the bridegroom who will come one day and get us. What we are, want to look at tonight is, and, and the title of this message, if we have to title it, is just, just stay on the wall. Because when we abandon, when we come down from the wall, we abandon some things. And I wonder, as I was working on this message, I wonder what could cause people to come down from the wall of doing a great work for the Lord? Well, hurt feelings, 
Some people get their feelings hurt and they just scutter out the door and you never see them anymore. Rather than doing what God's word says and go to the one who hurt your feelings or who said what they said or did what they did and try to get it worked out. Come down off the wall. I'm not going to, I'm not going to do any more work. I'm not going to do this. I'm, I don't know that I'll ever go back to church again. Now you all pray and I'll preach as the Holy Spirit leads us tonight. Or shame could be that reason why some folk come down from the wall. It could be sin in the life that, 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 that Satan uses to steal a person for, from coming down from the wall. But John chapter, 1 John chapter 1 verse 9 says, if we will confess, we should never use sin if we sin. When we sin, we're still in these old bodies, we're going to sin, but we should never allow the shame of sin to cause us to come from the wall. Repent. Confess. He is faithful and just to forgive us and move on down the road and continue building the wall for the kingdom of God. It may be that, you, that a person has a, a disagreement with the leadership of the church. What should I do? I should go to the leadership of the church and say, look, here's what's happening, here's what is happening. Work it out. Don't come down from the wall. Because we are doing an eternal work for God Almighty. Frustration may be another thing. Well, you know, it's just kind of like no one is reaching out to me. Now, I'm going to pause right there. If we've noticed that someone hasn't been in our congregation for a Sunday or two, then we ought to be reaching out to them. We ought to at least text them or call them and let them know that we miss them on the wall. It may be that during the, in this frustration, they, well, no one's reaching out to me. No one cares. What's the point of it all? What's the point of church? What's the point of Christianity? What is the point of it if no one cares about me? But though there are different reasons that people use to come down from the wall. But we need to understand what we abandon when we come down, if we come down from the wall. We abandon the work. Nehemiah said it's a great work. Dear ones, the kingdom of God is, is, is a great work. And any work that we're doing for the Lord is a great work. The psalmist writes it like this, for a day in the courts is better than a thousand. I had rather be a doorkeeper. A doorkeeper is the lowest level of service in the house of the Lord. I'd rather be a doorkeeper in the house of, of my God than to dwell in the tents of wickedness. I'd, ra I'd rather be a doorkeeper than jump out off the wall, come down from the wall and, and quit working for the Lord Jesus Christ. Because one of these days, dear ones, we're going to have to stand before him. And when we stand before him, are we going to have to say, I came down from the wall because someone hurt my feelings. I came down from the wall because it just didn't seem like anybody cared, period, anyway. So I just decided not to do any more work. Satan will trick you up, dear ones. He'll use any, 
any trick that he has in his arsenal against you to get you to come down from the wall. You have to, I want you to get this picture of a wall around Jerusalem. I mean, after all, it was their defense. They, def- they defended their city by the wall. And they had to have the wall up. We, we, we need to get a picture of that, how important it was to Nehemiah. It was a great work in the eyes of Nehemiah. In James chapter 4, the Bible says, James says, Submit yourselves therefore to God. Now what's the next word? Resist, someone said, I believe. Resist the devil. And he will flee. Hey, dear ones, we need him to flee from us and not allow him in all of his trickery to bring us out of service or to bring us down from the wall. Because if we come down from the wall, we are abandoning a good work. Oh, when I preach, I still come to church. That doesn't make, that doesn't make a hill of beans. If you're not in it for the cause... The cause is Jesus Christ. Our pastor preached a wonderful message on evangelism this morning. And, and I, I tell you, I don't understand how that folks sat, if they were, didn't know the Lord Jesus Christ, how they sat in this place this morning with the power of the Holy Spirit coming forth from this pulpit like it was. But tonight, you're the saints of God. This is your night. I want to remind you that we need to stay on the wall. If we don't stay on the wall, if we don't mourn, if we don't fast, if we don't pray and get in touch with God, then, then our loved ones are all going to die and go to hell because there's no power in the church. Because we just slip around and slide around and, and we're not really doing the work because we have come down from the wall. I want you to know it's hard to quit. Oh, Peter wanted to quit. Peter came down from the wall. He said, did he? Yes, he did. Three times he denied the Lord Jesus Christ. Did that unsave him? No, it did not unsave him. But he came down from the wall and out of service because of fear for the ones that would have done him harm. And then when they saw that the Lord Jesus Christ had resurrected and they didn't see Jesus around for a little bit. Paul said, I'm going fishing. Now I want you to, I want to read this verse to you and just see. I'm on just point one, and I've got about five or six points, so y'all might as well wave real good if it's hot in here. <laughs> She'll kill me after church. I know she will. Not my wife either. <laughs> John chapter 21, verse 3. Simon Peter said, I'm going fishing. He's gone, I'm going fishing. And they say unto him, we're going to go with you. Does that ring a bell with you? If, if, you, if you're even thinking about well, there's just things not going right. I'm just going to bow out. Guess what? You influence other people when you have that attitude. 
You influence other people. Just like Peter says, I'm going fishing. Well, Peter, we'll just go with you too. And they were disciples also. We'll just go with you also. And they went forth and entered into a ship immediately. And guess what? If you come down off the, off of the, um, off the wall, you're not going to catch any fish. They were fished all night and they caught no fishes. We don't want to sing that song right now, but we will maybe later. They fished all night. They caught no fishes. Why? Because they, for temporarily, they came down off the wall they, because Jesus Christ had told them, I will resurrect and I will ascend. But just because they didn't see him, they thought he was gone. And, and Peter says, I don't know about this. If we come down off the wall, we abandon a great work. Don't, don't give up, dear ones. I don't know, uh, uh, yeah, for, we, Cindy and I have been back here four years with the exception of being on, in an interim ship here for uh, about six months. But I've, I've seen, when we came here in 2019, Sunday night service, almost, almost three quarters of the, what it was on Sunday morning. I, and, and praise the Lord that you all are here tonight, but this, this place ought to be packed full right in here. What, what is it? Have we, have we come down off the wall? Have we just given up to the point that, well, Sunday morning is good? Sunday night will be okay, but I ain't going. I'll watch it on TV. For you all who are out there watching on TV, God bless you. But if you, if you should be in the house of the Lord, just like uh, Brother Cody said on Wednesday night, we ought, need to be in the house of the Lord. If we've got gas for our car and we're able to go, we ought to be in the house of the Lord. If we are wall builders, the saints of God are wall builders. Now, if you're not a wall builder, then you need to do what Paul said, and you need to check and make sure that you are in the faith. That's not me, that's him. The word of God says, make sure that you are in the faith. But if, you, if we come down off the wall, we abandon the work. A great work, if we come down off the wall, we abandon the right way. You know, Nehemiah's, Nehemiah's uh, uh, manner was to, to give 100% of himself to, work, to the work. I just wish we could read it all. Sometime this week, read Nehemiah especially the first six chapters. And what a, what a blessing how this man just, I mean, when he came from Persia and came back to Judah and Jerusalem, buddy, he was, he was ready to go to work. As a matter of a fact, the Bible tells us the first night he was there, he took a stroll around the wall all by himself. Nobody else knew, nobody but the, I assume, mule that he was riding. But he, he searched it out, and he knew exactly the plan. And guess what? God was in it. Because when he went to the king, he was, had a little fear about him, but I'm going to preach all night. You might as well get ready. <clears throat> When he went to the king to ask permission to go build the wall, he had a sad expression on his face. And the king says, what's wrong with you, Nehemiah? This is not King James Version, by the way. What's wrong with you, Nehemiah? I'm very sad because my, my homeland is, is in great, uh, great distress. Well, and, and, and uh, so anyway, I, I want to I bring that out. Um, 
when he, when he says, what's wrong with you? The Bible says that Nehemiah said, Lord, help me. He didn't say it out loud. I believe it was just a, under his breath in, from his heart. Lord, help me. And the Lord was already dealing because it was God's divine plan for the wall to be built. He just needed somebody. Hallelujah. He just needed somebody to go and do it. Does he have, is there work for to do? And he just needs you to go do it. He needs you to go do it. You and me to go do it. He has a, He has the big plan. We just need to be willing to do the plan. But if, if, we, if we come down from the wall, we, we abandon the right way. If we come down from the wall, it means to step down. And when we, when we, when we step down, we, we're stepping down from a very, very high calling. What high calling are you talking about? Well, Jesus, just before he, uh, before he ascended, he says, Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Are you doing that? Are you on the wall of witnessing? He says, teaching them to observe the things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always. He, just like he was with Nehemiah on the wall, he'll be with you on your wall when you do what, what the Lord has called you to do, even unto the end of the world. What a blessed promise that is. How could we go wrong? But if we step down from the wall, we abandon the right way. The right way is God's way. The right way is how he instructs us in his precious word. We can't, we, we just, we can't continue on as we are, dear one. We're just, we're just part, as the old saying goes, we're just hobnobbing. We're just, we're just, just going along and, and whatever comes or whatever goes. But, but you see, the thing about it is we need to understand we are righteous people. And we are of the righteous God. And the righteous God has given us instructions how to build the wall of his great kingdom. And we are to follow those instructions and give 100% of ourselves. You say, well, now preacher, I don't know that I'm off the wall. Uh, well, maybe you're just taking a furlough. Y'all know what a furlough is? That's, that's an army term. That's when you leave for three or four, two, three weeks or whatever, a week, you're on week's furlough. You might be just furloughed. Well, I just want to take some time off because, um, you know, I, I've been working pretty hard and I just wanted to take some time off. What if Jesus Christ on his way to Calvary just did a U-turn right in the halfway there? Guess where you would have been? Aren't you glad he didn't U-turn? So why, why should we U-turn? Why should we not press forward? We've got the same power in us, <laughs> hallelujah, that he had in him because God was his power and he, Jesus Christ lives in us. So we've got the same power to, to do the right thing. In Proverbs chapter 4, verse 23 through verse 27, let me read there. 
He says, that in all of Solomon's wisdom, he says, keep thy heart with all diligence. Just, in other words, persistent care of your heart. And it has nothing to do with the thing that pumps blood through your body. It's the inner being, that new nature, that new creature. He says, for out of it are the issues of life. Put away from thee a, a forward mouth. Loose and perverse lips, put far from thee. Let thine eyes look right on. We're talking about righteousness. We're talking about don't abandon the right way. Don't abandon what we stand for as saints of God, the things that are right in the eyes of Almighty God. Don't abandon it for this sick world that we live in, dear ones. We are living in a sick world. Satan's sick, sin's sick, and all those others that you want to add to it, but we are living in a sick world, and we need to stand for the cause of God Almighty. We need to stand and, and not come down from, from, the, from the wall, but he goes on and says, let thine, eye, thine eyes look on, and let thine eyelids look straight before thee. Ponder the path of thy feet. Now, in, uh, in our Sunday school class, we're, we're studying in Philippians, and, and, and uh, Paul warns them to, to make sure that they are uh, uh, walking rightly, and if they, that they love rightly, and if they love rightly, then they're going to walk rightly and make sure that they're wide awake to see what's going on around them so they can tell what, what is right and what is wrong. And, and Solomon says, Ponder the path of thy feet, and let all thy ways be established. Does Grace Free Will Baptist Church establish your feet? That's a trick question. Does Pastor Curtis establish your feet? Somebody better say no. He's sitting back there. You can hurt his feelings if you want to. No, I, I don't establish your, your feet. Who establishes our feet? The one who saved us. He says, uh, uh, ponder the path of thy feet and let thy ways be established by God Almighty. Then we can't go wrong. And if he establishes our ways and our eyes are on him, we're not going to even think about coming down from the wall until he raptures us up from the wall. Turn not to the right hand nor to the left, straight down the road with him leading. Don't abandon the right way. Don't lean one way or the other, dear ones. Stay straight as an arrow. For the right thing, and that is God Almighty. If we come down from the, from the wall, then we're, we abandon our witness. We have, well, I say we have, there are a lot of folk whose neighbors used to see that every Sunday morning that car crank up and they get in it at about 9.30 or 10 o'clock. They would leave. And about 12.30 they'd come back. 
they had their Sunday go to meeting clothes on, they knew they were going to church because they had their Bible in their hand. And the sad thing about that is the neighbors don't see that car leave anymore on Sunday morning. That's where we are. If you're out there in, in TV land, please listen to what this preacher is saying tonight. Please listen to what God is saying to your heart. Don't let this lag in attendance at church. It happened two years ago. It's over with. You might get a little snippy nose. You might get a little, a little bit of a sore throat. You may have to stay out a day or two, but don't stay out for months upon months. We need you. We all need each other. Don't let this time cause you to come off the wall. We need to stretch forward and do the work that the Lord has called us to do. Guess what? Neighbor John, I hope there's no Johns in here. Neighbor John over here that used to see that little family go to church, he don't see them anymore. But yet John's over here and he's lost as a ball in high weeds on his way to hell. Now what kind of witness does Billy Boy over here, any Billy Boys in here? I'm sorry, Bill, yeah, Bill, I'm sorry. Not Bill, not Bill. I'm going to call him Bill anyway, because Bill and his family, and Bill comes over and says, John, I've been thinking about, you know, uh, are, do you know Jesus? Well, kind of. Well, do you know him? I haven't seen you all going to church any time in the recent time. What's happened? Oh, for, for at least several months, you haven't, you haven't gone anywhere on Sunday. Until you had your boat hooked up to the back. Or I saw you throw your golf clubs. Hey, I'm preaching. Or I saw you throw your golf clubs in the back and now you're gone. What, who are you to witness to me? If we come down off the wall, then we are abandoning our testimony. We are abandoning, abandoning our witness before a lost and dying world. Hallelujah. We need to be, there's just something else. Let me give you this. Inside the church, we need to understand, everybody listening, live stream and all, we need to understand that we are influencing these little Five, six, seven, ten, eleven, twelve-year-old, fifteen-year-old children that we see running around here, we are influencing them. What are we telling them? We're telling them that Sunday night is not really important. Although that's the practice of our church that we meet, it's not really important, children. That's what we're telling them. Shame on us 
If we were on the wall, if we were on the wall like we should be on the wall, we would have our children in here. We would be living the kind of life that we should be living that those young people could see, hey, there is something to this Christian life. They might have just gotten recently got saved. I'm a little Ava that was baptized. Ava, am I right? Yeah, Ava. Uh, was baptized not too long ago. What does that little child see in you? Does she see a little uh, an old lackadaisical Christian that draws in, drags in on a Sunday morning, and you never see him drag in again until next Sunday morning? Well, if that's what it's all about, my goodness. I can stay home and watch Looney Tunes. I didn't expect, and I'm glad I didn't, Brother Jody. The Holy Spirit of God is preaching to somebody tonight. He preached to me this week. But we need to not come off the wall. Don't come off the wall. What can we do about it, preacher? Well, we can certainly stay on the wall for Jesus. He stayed, he stayed on the cross for us. Why can't we stay on the wall for him and keep on living for him? If we come down from the wall, then we abandon the heathen. You know who the heathen are. The unsaved. You see, if Nehemiah, if, if, if Sambal and Tobiah and, and Geshem had convinced uh, a Nehemiah to come down off the wall, Nehemiah would have had to stop to work. Because Nehemiah really, he, he wasn't necessarily involved in the work. And I wish you could read that. Read that sometime. You'll see that you see it got so bad that, that they, they had a, the trowel in one hand and had their sword in the other hand. Because Sambalat was going to, uh, to attack them. They were in it for the Lord. Are we in 2023 in it for the Lord? If we're not in it for the Lord, then dear ones, we are walking backwards. If we come off the wall, if, if, if Nehemiah had come off the wall, then, then Sambalat and, and Tobiah and the rest of those, his enemies could have said, well, see, there wasn't really anything to it. They're not even going to finish this wall. And guess what? Thank you, sweet spirit. I told you I was going to preach. Guess what? There were Jews that tried to get them, pull their little trickery to get them to stop building the wall. Well, my goodness, it went something like this. It went something like this. It's, he, the, the Jews said, boy, the burdens are getting awful heavy. They're not going to be able to finish. Just trying to ridicule and trying to uh, 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 discomfort those people to the point to where they did not want to work. Don't be one of those people in the church. If someone is taking on a job, pat them on the back and say, keep on with your trowel and your sword, honey. Keep on doing a work for the Lord. 
Or in the case of, of uh, Sister Dolores and Brother Jeff, that uh, I believe they have a, a, a jail, some type of a jail ministry, and Brother Brian Burton, don't snarl at these folk. Pray for them, and every once in a while, pat them on the back and say, hey, glory to God in the highest. If you can win someone to the Lord Jesus Christ, it's worth it. But if we, if we come down from the wall, then we are abandoning the welfare of the heathen, those who need the Lord Jesus Christ. Nehemiah loved God, and Nehemiah wanted to, to, to build, uh, finish the wall. Do you love God? Do you love Jesus Christ? Do you love the Holy Spirit that is in, inside of you? Are we going to be led by God Almighty, are we going to be led by Him? Or are we going to keep our, our eyes on ourselves? Old self. Self will get you in trouble. Look at yourself in the mirror sometime and have a talk with yourself. You'll see how bad you can be if you be honest with yourself. I do that. <laughs> I know. See, the thing about it is, for, for Nehemiah to have come down from the wall, it would have been equal to what we would say today, equal to and forgetting the eternal danger that the heathen or the unsaved are in. Do you ever think about so-and-so that you know burning forever in hell? Do you ever think about that? If you have never thought about that, then you might be one step off the wall. You might be on furlough. Or you might be permanently off the wall. That doesn't have anything to do with salvation. It has to do with your, with you, with your service to the Lord. We're talking about, that's what we're talking about. Building the wall for the kingdom of God. The wall made up with, with saints Saints that we, that we witness to unsaved people and they trust Jesus Christ. What a message we heard this morning. My goodness gracious, what power from that message. I mean, after all, dear one, just as Nehemiah was, you and I are the only light the, the only light that some people will ever see having to do with Jesus Christ. So if we come down off the wall, we just might as well turn the light off. Or at best, it'll go dim. Our Christian light will go dim. We are the light of the world. We are the salt of the earth. Don't let it be said about you that you're the salt that has lost its savor. Because you know what the Bible says? It ain't worth anything but to trample on. Don't let Satan trample on your Christian life. Don't let him have a war dance on your Christian life. Stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. Our, 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 duty, is, uh, uh, our duty is very clear from, from the Word of God that we, re we refuse to listen to the calls and the challenges of Satan. 
I know if you, if you live any time at all, you've heard the calls and the challenges. All you have to do is uh, hit your remote control, and on comes this box. And buddy, that will challenge you. Satan will jump in your face real quickly of some of the things you see on that box. You need to keep it down on channel three where Andy and Barney are. Don't get any higher because if you get any higher, you're going to see Johnny and Billy, Johnny and, and Bobby, I better say, Johnny and Bobby, and they're kissing on each other. That's an abomination. That ought, that ought to just unnerve us when we see that stuff. Let's don't, let's don't, let's refuse to listen to the devil. Stay in the Bible for the Lord. Don't come down for any reason. Little old petty things. Don't let little petty things bother you and up and out of the, out of the church you go and mm, well wonder what happened to so and so. Ah, they got their feelings hurt. Don't you ever don't you hear that all the time? Well, are they going to church anyplace else? Well, no. Don't let little things bother you. Get it straightened out. My goodness, if we have the love of God inside of us, if we can't get our differences straightened out, then, then we might be on our road to an everlasting fire. We may not know how to love someone well enough to say, I, I'm sorry that I offended you. Please forgive me. My goodness, dear ones, if, if the love of Jesus Christ lives in us, then that's exactly what we would do. We would not let it bring us off of the wall of service. Just stay on the wall. Finish the task. Two and a half miles. Impossible in 52 days impossible but oh my goodness nothing is impossible with God nothing and God was in it from the very beginning and God was has been in you since the very moment you trusted Jesus Christ for your as your savior he's been in you and guess what he ain't going to leave you pardon the grammar he ain't going to leave you either even to the end of the world, to the end of your road, dear ones. So we ought to have a desire to serve him in a greater way and stay on the wall. Don't look down and, because when you look down, Satan's going to show you some of the things of this world that look beautiful. Because the Bible says he'll come to you as an angel of light. And it looks really good. Don't look down. Look straight ahead and keep building the wall. Because one of these days, hallelujah, we're going to receive our crown of righteousness. Oh, hallelujah. And guess what? We get to put it at the feet of Jesus doesn't he deserve everything that we can give him? Doesn't he deserve 100% of, 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 of our effort to serve him? 
Stay on the wall. A few ladies will come to play. Stay on the wall. Stay on the wall. <laughs>